Hafadeh, and welcome to episode four of the Take Note podcast. My name is Chris Harper. Now, if you're listening today, it might be because you're a regular Take Note Live listener on Harvest Family Radio Guam. During that radio program, which is an hour long, we explore the passage of scripture we'll be discussing in today's podcast, but we do it between songs. The podcast version is different in that it gives you the opportunity to hear the entire lesson with no music in much less time. We think it can be really helpful for those who may have missed part of the program. But if you're not a regular Take Note listener, that's no problem because these are standalone episodes and we know they'll be helpful for you as well. Today we want to take note of Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 through 14. Today we're going to travel with Ezekiel to a valley filled with dry bones. And God is going to ask Ezekiel a question that we might do well to answer ourselves. The lesson is on God's power to revive, and this story provides a vivid mental picture. It reminds us of God's power and encourages us to trust. The God who revives from Ezekiel 37 today. Let's go to verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me, Ezekiel says, and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. We don't have a difficult time imagining this valley. Our mind's eye can see the bones. We see the dryness of the place. Perhaps we even feel a little bit of the heat of it. It's desolate, It's lifeless. It's like a symbol, a picture for us of desolation. These bones are remnants. Life once existed in this place, but no longer. It would be very easy for us to compare this place to the world that we live in today. All around us is desolation. No life apart from the intervention of Christ. He brings light to darkness and living water to dry places. Verses 3 and 4 of Ezekiel 37. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. God asked Ezekiel a question that can be answered really in one of two ways, either according to human understanding or with eyes of faith. Only God knows what he will do, but we can know, we do know, what he can do, because he is all-powerful, so he can provide life. There are no limitations upon God. But notice the life-giving power that is proposed. It's the word of the Lord. We know from the New Testament the means God provides for raising the dead to life. It's by grace that we're quickened, or that we're made alive, but through faith. And we know that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So this method should be somewhat familiar to us. Verses 5 and 6, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. 
Ezekiel 37, 6, and I will lay sinew upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Well, if God says life will come back to the bones, then it will. And if he describes the way in which it'll happen, then it will happen in that way. His word is true. It's right. It's certain. And by it, we know who he is. The Lord Jehovah, the one true God, the creator of all life, king over all things, even these dead things, which he has the authority to revive. Verses 7 and 8 of Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Well, it's important to note that Ezekiel was obedient. He did exactly as God commanded. He spoke the words that God told him to speak. And God is powerful, and his word is powerful. And he's made it so that our proclamation of his words also can be powerful. And we see it here. And at this moment, everything was going according to plan, apart from the breath entering into the bones, which God said would happen. But there were some more instructions. Verses 9 and 10. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Remember, God commands all forces in the universe. At his word, they take action. In this case, God spoke to the wind, commanding it to bring breath to the slain. And it did. And so what were moments before dry, dead bones now stood before Ezekiel as an army. God goes on in verse 11, Then he said unto me, Son of man, These bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. What once may have seemed like only a principle to Ezekiel that God could give these dry bones life, had now been confirmed as reality in Ezekiel's sight. And he was provided no doubt with renewed hope for Israel, both of a return to the land of promise and of resurrection from the dead. One commentary says of this chapter, the Jews in Babylon were like those dead and dry bones, unlikely ever to come together to be so much as a skeleton, less likely to be formed into a body, and least of all to be a living body. However, they lay unburied in the open valley, which encouraged the hopes of their resurrection. 
Another said there was to be a house of Israel after all. The nation seemed to be dead and buried, but God would revive and restore it. This commentator went on to say, when the Jews get back to Canaan again, as they will do, they will then not only know that Jehovah is God, but also that Jesus Christ is the true Messiah. So Ezekiel was learning much, much he could pass along to Israel, but we are learning as well. Let's go to these final two verses we want to look at, verses 13 and 14. And ye shall know that I am the Lord, when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, and then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. We must know that as God was able to raise up these dry bones, he is able also to raise us up because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection, which paid the price for our salvation, for Israel's salvation, because we, because they, could never pay it themselves. We could never pay it ourselves. Beyond a theoretical understanding that God is able to raise dead men, we must know, like Ezekiel saw with his own eyes here, that this deliverance goes beyond theory. Raising men, dead in their trespasses and sins, to walk in newness of life is the business of God. And the message of that deliverance, of that resurrection, is one that we have the responsibility, oh, the privilege, to proclaim to others. Well, you've been listening to the Take Note podcast. My name is Chris Harper. These few minutes together are brought to you by Harvest Ministries and KHMG on Guam. Our website is khmg.org, khmg.org. And every episode, we ask you to take note of a theme or topic from the Word of God. Thank you for listening today. My name is Chris Harper.